Welcome to Intuitate Radio. This is Relationship Insight with an intuitive twist, isn't it, Steve? It is indeed. With our co-host Steve here today and producer. We've had you for the last couple weeks. Yeah, and starting to become a regular here. Yeah. You can't get enough of me. No, no. You've been here since the beginning and we've evolved, right, with this show? We've taken it to the next level. We have. It's like kind of plucking people off the street now, reading them, having these crazy experiences. It just has changed. We're changing lives. Yeah. One by one. And changing You're doing spirits. doing a great service. Right. <laughs> and helping relationships, which is what we try to do. Try to do. We try to do. That's the disclaimer. I don't know we, if we, we help. try. We give it our best try. We do. But, you know, we're, we're, we're going to continue to try and do well. Now, we have a pretty amazing show today. We do. So before we get into today, let's talk about what is going to be going on today on our show. So I'd like to introduce our in-studio guests. We have Dell. Who is back again? Back again. And got roped into it. Keep coming back. That's yeah. how. She, yeah, she ropes me into it too. Yeah. So at least Dell knows you, my pain. You guys like <laughs> blame me, but really, you just keep coming. You've got the rodeo going on. Well, because yeah. it it always starts off small with you. Like yeah. you're you're like, hey, you know, you just, you want to come down to the station and say hi to everybody, and you're like, oh, by the way, you know, can you come on and yeah. and oh, stay for two. Well, yeah, because if I say to you, hey, Dell, like a week ahead of time, then you're going to be like, well, what am I going to talk about? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm just like, I throw it at you and it and it works out better. It's kind of like the inch and the yardstick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of inches. You got to so tease, right. tease it first. I tease it and then I get it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> anyway. Hi, Jason. Welcome to the studio. Thank you very much. Yes, and you are a friend of Dell's. I am, and if you don't know anything about Dell, he's like a disease. <laughs> once, uh, once he's on you, it takes more than cream to get rid of him. So uh, he'll be yeah. here for the long haul. Yeah, yeah, I kind of understand that. He googled ghosts and he got me. <laughs> That's twenty six bucks right. I ever spent. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine. I was, I was the tour with the three dollar upsell because i was a medium on the tour yeah yeah i thought the three dollars was sort of the handshake at the end <laughs> the meet and greet <laughs> yeah you get, where, where you get to touch the medium how much for the autograph uh there was none oh wow no, so no, one, no one could afford no. it that's why yeah yeah it was three bucks and three bucks extra didn't we ever talk talk about this story no i don't know did you it. ever hear this story no how Dell and i met mm, is it star-crossed lovers it's like haunted house stuff wow i mean what better way to meet somebody yeah, I love meeting people in haunted houses. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's the most great. romantic thing I can think yeah, of. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> great. Long walks on the beach when you have haunted houses. That's right, and then you get somebody haunted, and then that's that's all good. <laughs> so yeah, so t- Dell, tell us about your <laughs> t- tell us about the day that you went online on Google, and what was in your mind in that day. <laughs> well, I just wanted to see a ghost. Yeah, and so I googled, um, you know, authentic ghost house tour thing, whatever, and. Y- Brenton Lodge came up, right? And uh, I didn't. I didn't even know about you. I mean, I, I saw the name, but uh, yeah, you know. And then I went there, and I was waiting to see some some old crotchety woman <laughs> that looked like she needs some VO five. VO five. You know, she oil, she got she got and, Jerry curls too. No, you got to straighten it. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I just you know. Then this this little blonde thing, you know, starts talking, and yeah, you know, she's kind of cute, had work boots on, and, and a little ski cap, and uh, it was you. Yeah, it was so. me. I wasn't even like dressed. I was like, we were in this abandoned house. It was dusty. They didn't even like renovate it yet. So I was like, I'm not gonna, you know, meet anybody. I'm just gonna, you know, prance around in this place and show everybody where the spirit. And this place is really haunted. It was supposed to be leveled into like a parking lot, and this ghost tour company bought it to. I guess rebuild it and use it as a historical spot. 
So we, you know, tried to raise some money for it. There were hundreds of tours that week. I was only on one and you had to pay $3 extra to come on my <laughs> tour. And there Adele was. It was at her Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you did well. I think so too. Yeah. So anyway, Jason, yes. you've been Dell's friend for how long? Uh, barely about six years now. Six years. That's yeah. a long term yeah. relationship. Yeah, we ain't kidding. Yeah. Are you are you guys like together together? We're together together. Yeah, like yeah. you're not you're not drifting apart. You guys no. now yeah. was there a period of time you didn't see each other that much? There was actually. Yeah. Um uh, an unfortunate event happened a few years ago where I tried to uh bring some illegal substances back from California <laughs> and Wow, was, how uh, much illegal substances? Um, twelve pounds. Wow, wow, that's that's some serious, some serious crossing of borders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, my um, my trip ended in Illinois. Yeah, uh, which was unfortunate, being nine hundred miles away from home and uh, being alone. Um, but for for twenty months, I was in Illinois, unfortunately. But that was the only break in our friendship. And as soon as I got back, he was one of the first persons I contacted. Let him know it was everything was okay back to my life and that was just uh you know kind of a bad dream that uh i'm already over I, it's it it doesn't even seem like it happened uh, yeah which is good but it brought you to a better place absolutely yeah absolutely. and we have a love story connected to it we too do. yeah we okay do. so we i want to get into that but how did you guys actually meet through work or yeah yeah okay. we worked uh we worked at hannam's uh selling motorcycles yeah and, that's uh, hot yeah both of you yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you you guys are you guys are all tattooed up yeah yeah, looking good. Well, it, it's kind of a, you know, it comes with Yeah, it. Like you, you have you, to be, right? Yeah, you right. fill out the application yeah. and they're like, oh, by the way, you know, you need tattoos. Yeah. And, so, so like if I walked in there, they'd probably be like, no, you're, you're well, not, you're, you're not too like You're a good looking, looking chick. So it might, that, that might. I might yeah, be yeah, able yeah. to sell some motorcycles, yeah, yeah, even if yeah. I don't know a thing about them. You're right. Because those huh? old dudes are pervs. So yeah, okay. they would flock right to you. So I'd be like, buy it. Dude. Exactly. Yeah. Buy That's it. all you have to do. Shake my hand. Mm-hmm. Buy some cold cream. Just offer right. to go with them on the test drive. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Squeeze them really tight. We had a crazy ghost experience last weekend. Mm, oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Did you plan for this conversation? No. All right. Well, I'll, I'll get into that later okay. about our ghost, our ghost adventure that we had. And we actually went in like ghost hunters into this, this place. And um, we thought a ghost was going to attack us. But we're okay. She retreated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess who went in there? You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't going in. I'm not. I know what. I know what battles I'm going to win and what battles I'm going to lose. And I'm. I'm not going to put myself in that kind of condition. Yeah, you were. You were like. You were like. Go on. It's harmless. It's just a ghost. It can't touch you. No, I said I'm not going in until tomorrow morning. You're like, I want my stuff. I'm going in now. And like gangbusters, he went up there. I'm like, wow, he's brave. So he's my. He's my haunted hero. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Impress on the first date. Yeah, this 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 was a the first goat date, ghost goat date. <laughs> this date. was a first <laughs> <laughs> a ghost and a goat we had at the same time. Oh my god! You got your goat. Yeah, we yeah, got we're, your goat. We're up north. <laughs> yeah. So this was your first date with the ghost. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 We'll talk about that later. I want to get to Jason though, because you know, I, I'm sometimes I go off in other areas here, yeah, as you can okay. see. But yeah. you know, we got to be improvisational on on this radio show. So, you, my dear have had two marriages and you're on your third engagement. That's correct. And you're going into yeah. into a third situation. Yes. Do you have a date set? We do actually. Um, you do? We just uh, talked about this yesterday. Wow. Uh, 
Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to him. You could go, you'd go for it. Yeah. We um we met each other June twenty fifth at a G Love show in Atlantic City. G Love special sauce. Yeah. So yeah. um we decided that June twenty fifth would be a perfect date. And why did you choose that date? Is the day we met. See, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So this is going to be a summer, midsummer wedding. So it's probably going to be hot. Well, we're going to go. We're most likely either going to go to the Poconos mm. or maybe up a little further north. So uh, the weather should be reasonable Okay. at the end of June. Okay. We're in the Poconos. We know the Poconos quite well with well, the ghosts, the, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I contacted a place called uh, The Inn at Pocono Manor yesterday. Let me tell you, honey. Let me tell you what I know about the inn. Oh, do you want to know? I do want to know. I do. It's, it's a little spirited location. All right. Yeah. I, I like it. Beautiful, but spirited. Yeah. Spirited could be good, too. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. So that is beautiful, yeah. though. Good. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So you're excited you guys going to start planning soon? Yeah. Big yeah. or small wedding? About 100 people. Okay. That's a good size. Mm-hmm. And uh, outdoor? Outdoor. Yeah. Outdoor. It's going to be a, not a traditional wedding, so to say. Uh, we're going to get married first. And then just have like a celebration. So, so you go to the JOP? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Getting it done. Getting it done. So you're not having like a Catholic, like. Correct. There's not going to be any, there's going to be nothing formal. Uh, It's just going to be a big party. I can marry you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Legally, she can. I can. Cool. All right. Medium. And then I can talk to your dead relatives and tell them how they feel about your wedding. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) She can deliver the vows to them. Yeah. I can let you know what they want. They want to tell you about how they feel about your. uh, your life. They have any cool. special requests. Yeah. <laughs> so now what I'm interested in with you for our listeners is you've done it the wrong way twice. Correct. And now not only do you feel you've met your soulmate or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. in these days and age, but you're actually on the show to see how you can make sure that you do it better. That's correct. So, yes. And we're going to have Bob Grant come on um, in the second segment. He's one of our regulars on the show. And he is like phenomenal, happily married guy. He does. He works with men a lot. And I'd be interested to hear what he had to say, too. And he's wonderful at communication, which I know some that those are some of the things we talked about. Yes. Um, so I find even though these two marriages, you know, have ended, I find humor in your situation because of the way you tell it. And the lessons that you've learned, because right. I think they're valuable lessons, but you have a way of putting it that is completely entertaining and made me <laughs> laugh really hard. So I think um, just a lot of, you know, I have another friend who's married for the third time and she's happily married, but you know, sometimes you got to go through some of these things to know exactly what you want. And I don't yeah. think you knew what you want before you, you know, went into this. So experience is expertise because okay. now you know what you i i guarantee you you're not going to make those same mistakes again i i, I hope you you're went right. through enough pain right i, I, I certainly did because you look like the type of guy you got to hit you over the head with the brick to get you down far yeah. enough to where you're like all right i'm in enough pain yeah. i won't or do it knock again him out. or knock him <laughs> out and i think a couple of these experiences knocked you out yeah absolutely. so let's go for your history let's go with the first one sure sure so uh early 2000 i decided to join the army um, I was with a girl at the time, and she was all for it. I did nothing. you jump out of planes? I did. Yeah, yeah I could yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> but uh, I had nothing going on. Uh, I was working construction and wanted to challenge myself, so I just decided one day to join the Army. I waited a little while. After life, I was 21 when I decided to join. Um, so taking orders from teenagers was a little difficult in the beginning. But I did well. I succeeded in, in everything I, I put my mind to in the Army. 
I went to North Carolina. Uh, that's where I lived. So the girl decided to move with me and we decided to get married. Number one, because you make a lot more money when you're okay, married. Okay, so army. was so that a deciding factor for you? That was, really? yeah, that was the main reason. And um, did you think to yourself, maybe this isn't the best reason to go with? Absolutely. But the money, okay. you know, the money, it, it's an extra $3,000 a month. Okay, so, it's, so it's cool. worth the marriage. You yeah, go, yeah. It's, it's quite a bit of money. So they so got benefits um, too, I'm absolutely. sure, on top of it. Absolutely. But, but did you love her? Uh, I think I might have at one point. What's your sign? Are you Cancer? I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. You're on the cusp, aren't Uh, you? I am at June 19th. Okay, so you got a little bit of Cancer and Gemini, and so Mm -hmm. you're a little confused person. Correct. (laughs) Right, so you're kind of the domestic guy, and then you're kind of the guy who likes to go and do. Yes. Right? Then those conflict. Correct. Okay. Correct. So So when I went away, I went to Fort Sill, uh, Oklahoma for my basic training. Mm -hmm. Did nine weeks there, and then went to... um, Fort Benning for Airborne School um, and did some more individual training. When she came to visit me the first time, I was slim and trim, you know, 185 pounds all ripped up and mm. from uh, working out for three straight months. She came to see me graduate and I was looking in the, uh, you know, in the, the audience. Uh, my mom and dad were there as well and I'm searching for her and I just couldn't see her. So when, <laughs> okay, when so she, you would think you would be able to pick her out. It probably wasn't a huge yeah. audience, right? right? Well, she, you know, when when I left, she was five. She's five foot eleven. She was like one hundred and thirty pounds. Beautiful girl, built real well. So I'm searching for this beautiful woman in in, in the audience, and I, I just don't see her. <laughs> so, so you're thinking she might not showed up. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And you were a little sad. So I see my mom and dad approaching me, and then behind her was this big woman and (laughs) and as as she approached i realized it was her and i when did you realize (laughs) like did you have to get real close i realized it when i saw the chicken wing hanging out of her mouth oh god Um, (laughs) no (laughs) i i I realized that when she hugged me and i looked at i looked at her in all seriousness and i said no i've been gone for you know nine weeks working working out and uh, getting in shape and what have you been doing while I was gone? You know, have you been eating pies the whole time <laughs> that I was gone? You said this like right then? Right then. Because <laughs> I, was, I, I was completely thrown back by how much weight she gained in such a short period of time. I understand there's some, you know, hardship with me being gone. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, somebody but, really had to be sad yeah, for, you, for I mean, you to be gone try that to, long. to find another hobby besides eating. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean uh, it was just very difficult for me to uh, understand. So she promised me while I was gone, uh, she would get back into shape, start working out, and be back in a bikini to meet me in North Carolina at Fort Bragg. I was disappointed. Uh, she did come to live with me, which was... Now, she know, gained about 100 pounds, you said, right? Y- yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. How? that And that in basic training, it's only not that long. It's like a couple months. Yeah, I, I How told do you, you put a packet on that much? I don't know. Cakes and pies. Yeah, you must have been really good boyfriend for yeah, her to miss you that much. I, I'll tell you <laughs> what. I don't know what to think, but... It was nice of her to come down and be with me in my time in need because I didn't have any family, any friends down there, except for the guys that I you know, was in the army with. So it was beneficial in a way that she was there to support me. Yeah, um, she was pretty much like a full family. Full <laughs> <laughs> size, too. You, yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely right. So that was a, a little difficult. I, wanted, you know, I went to England for a few months to live there and train with the British paratroopers. 
I went away uh, quite a few times out in the field for 45 days at a time. And I think that with her weight gain put a lot of stress on our relationship. So as soon as I was through uh, in 2003, we decided to end our marriage and get divorced. Luckily, it was civil and we had nothing together, just a little bit of debt that she acquired while I was gone. But I'll take that any day over children or okay. houses. Right, right, right. So wait, what? Now I have to ask you. Sure. So a lot of people say men are visual, right? Yes. But men aren't going to come on to a show like this and be as honest as you're being about the visual component to things. Yes. So if a woman stops taking care of herself, that's an issue for men because a lot of women think once they get the guy, they could just let let it roll, no, let it go. No. Like don't do their hair, don't don't you know, just wear sweatpants and. If, if I'm like 90% of the men out there, looks are a lot of the relationship. So of the part of the relationship that had you end this marriage, what percentage of it was this issue? If you're going to say 90, that's big. 70. Wow. Yeah. 70%. So if she stayed lean and trim, do you think you'd still be married to her? Probably. Really? Yeah. 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 Are you serious? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Every, she, every she, relationship should come with a membership to LA Fitness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what was the other 30%? The other, the other 30 was just lack of communication. Being that the job that I had at the time, we were separated uh, quite a bit and there was no communication. So uh, that had a lot to do with it. And you said you're not the best at communicating, right? I'm not. It's funny because I have no problem expressing my feelings to complete strangers. So what if she communicated what? to you, say, hey, I just gained 70 pounds? I'd have been like, hey, how about taking a walk? (laughs) So did did she know that she knew this was an issue you had told her this was, did you know how big of an issue it was for you? No, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I've, I was never really committed to, I was young, so I was never really committed to a long-term relationship prior to her. So everything was new to me, um, Mm. being young and being married that young. How old were you? 21. Oh, okay. So you were very young. Yeah. Didn't yeah. really know much about right. relationships plus a marriage. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, so I, I I feel that that was a big uh, part of it as well. But uh, you know we just lost uh, lost touch. Lost. And, and so you don't talk to her anymore. Uh, not no. No. Okay. Uh, only when we bump into each other at funerals. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. Literally um, bump. <laughs> so tell me about uh, your second one. How long in between the first and second did you wait till the second one? Sure. So um, after I got home in two thousand three. I got home in February of 2003, right before the war in Iraq kicked off, uh, which was perfect timing. I met a girl in May at a friend's house. I didn't like her at first. Uh, She seemed very, very snobbish, kind of uppity. She was from Westchester. I was from Delaware County. So your intuition was telling you something about the second one. Yeah. Immediately. 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 Yeah. Which is at the end, probably the same thing that I told you. Right. Right. Yeah. So she, uh, she actually suckered me in. Um, she asked me to move one day. She was attending. She, um, how did she sucker you? I, 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 you can't just leave that comment. How did she sucker yeah, you in? She, she asked me to help her move. Mm, so she, big she, burly guy yeah, moving yeah, some boxes. Exactly. Why don't you stay? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to take payment. So she took me to dinner. Interesting. Right. Very and manipulative. Very. Yeah. Very. And things progressed from there. A year later, she got pregnant with our first child plans uh, no, no. Uh, Atlantic City beaches stay away <laughs> stay <laughs> okay. away from Atlantic City Beach so you f- so then what happened um, well she got pregnant obviously. she got pregnant yeah. we were living in the city at the time so we decided to 
we decided to buy a house in the suburbs. She got, uh, before our child was born, we found a house outside of the city, moved in, things were going great. We decided to hold off on the wedding until our daughter was old enough to participate. Mm. So when Ava was three, we decided to get married, which I thought was the right thing to do. Mm. You have a kid, you get married. Mm. Things were going good in the beginning. I had my own business. Uh, I was doing really well. She decided that she wanted another child. She didn't want an only child. So uh, we tried for a second. It happened a little faster than we, uh, we thought. And um, was blessed with another another child, a, a boy named Miles. Things were going well for for a little while. Again, the lack of communication. I like to enjoy myself outside of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, a very active guy, uh, snowboard, ride motorcycles, play hockey, so forth and so mm-hmm. on. She was very conflicted because of that. She thought I needed to be home all the time with the kids, with her, which got in the way of my life as well. So I understand that, you know, your family comes first, but you can't give up all your hobbies. Just Did she because have any hobbies? Very few. Yeah. Very so that's few. a problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, you know, she told me over and over again, all she wanted to do was be a housewife. You know? So you knew mm-hmm. that in the beginning. I knew that in the beginning. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So you see yeah. the pattern from the first to second. I do. Benefits, child, yep. a lot of practical reasons. Absolutely. I feel it. I know. You're feeling it too, Dell, aren't you? Well, that's only because the chair spins. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Even mm-hmm. with you being tired, you're, you're quick on it today. Mm-hmm. One of our regular guests who I absolutely adore, and that's part of his title of his book, but he's been on Intuitate Radio since the beginning, and he's been a wonderful contributor to our program, insightful. He's followed our women's love lives. He's given me insight. He's come on for some of our guests. Okay, now Bob is a best-selling author and licensed professional counselor for over 20 years. His best-selling book, The Women Men Adore and Never Want to Leave, has sold more than 50,000 copies to date with no signs of slowing down. He is also a contributor to Year Tango, She Knows, Savvy Miss, and other popular online magazines. Bob is considered a media expert on relationships, having appeared on numerous radio programs over the years. Hi, Bob. Hi there. Thanks for coming back on. Oh, it's nice to be here always. I know. We're great to have you back. I sent you an email the other day about Jason, who is on with us today. He is going to get married on June 25th, and he has been through two marriages, 38 years old. He is now engaged, and I want to hear a little bit about this woman. You say one of your weaknesses is communication. You admit to that. Absolutely. Because you, family dynamics, you said you didn't really have a close relationship with some of your family members. Okay. Did you want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Like sure, bullet sure. point? Growing up, I had a great household per se. My mom always cooked dinner every night of the week. So, you know, food was always on the table. We always had a family dinner. But the drawback was she was an alcoholic. She was ridden with diabetes. I didn't know my real father. The guy that raised me, I considered to be my dad because I was so young. But there was never a connection between me and my mother. Never the, the mother-son bond that should be created between the two. Uh, we never really spoke to each other you know, privately. I was a bit of a clown in high school, so I was in trouble a lot. I was an average student. I never really had a problem in school, but I'd, I'd like to have fun. So uh, there was always an issue with that. But again, the lack of relationship between me and my mother, there was, there was just never uh, nothing ever there. 
Okay, so do you think that affected the, the last two marriages as far as the communication or talking or communicating or talking about your feelings, that kind of thing? I think it has something to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me about the woman you're engaged to sure. and how you feel about her. Sure. She is the love of my life. The day we met, uh, I knew there was something between us that I've never felt before. Were you a little jaded because you had two marriages that didn't work out? I was. I told yeah. her right off the bat that I was never going to get married again or oh, have kids. that statement, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And about a year into it, she goes, um, you know, I've, you know, I'm head over heels in love with you. And if you can't provide the things that I want, then I really don't want this relationship to go any further. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she wanted marriage. She wants at least one kid. So I sat down and, you know, she's opened up a part of me that I never realized I've had. And I told her, I said... You got it. This is what you want. I'm in for it. Well, what uh, made you change your mind from never to consideration of this? Just uh, everything she's done for me mm-hmm. uh, with my past and everything she continues to do for me today. She's just the, the greatest the greatest girl I've ever met in my life, honestly. And she stuck by you when you were... Can we talk about that Absolutely. part? Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. do you want to... She stuck by my side the whole time I was incarcerated in Illinois. And um, how long was that? 20 months. 20 months. Yep. And she did not date other people. She was committed to you. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So you she, have trust there. Yes. Yes. Great. She sent me everything I needed. She sent me a letter every day that I was away. Wow. That's really sweet. Um, she sent me five books a week for every day that I was gone. So... I gained a little bit of intelligence while I was yeah. gone. I read over 600 books in those wow. 20 months. Um, I, I used my time wisely, but I think that also brought us a lot closer as well. Now, before you were incarcerated, did, did you have this conversation with her after you came back or before you went into jail? Before I went in. Okay. Yeah. So you guys knew that you were kind of going down that road mm-hmm. and so she stuck yep. by you. Yep. So, Bob, I'm going to bring you in at this point because he is engaged and he wants to make sure that this is going to, you know... Everything's going to move forward. Now, what would you say about uh, men, you know, who have this disconnect with their mother? Is this a major source of an issue with uh, personal relationships? You know, I'm, I'm going to say in general because it gets into the specifics. But so yeah, this is going to be a little quicker than normal. So in general, when someone grows up with an alcoholic or someone with uh, something debilitating, you know, for a child, what it is is that feels out of control because a lot of times the rules change depending on the person's mood. Mm. And, it, and it doesn't have to be the most horrific abuse or anything, but you just it's like you don't have a firm footing. And so someone that gets close you know, can make you feel either crazy or out of control or overwhelmed or you know, something like that. So the person tends to crave, you know, I've got to know for sure. You know, I've, I've, I've got to be in control or feel like it. You know, it's not necessarily a selfish thing. It's more of a survival thing you know, that, that works when you're a kid. It, it just doesn't work really well when you get into a relationship as an adult. So, so with that in mind, you know, let, let's ask him, how familiar does that sound, or, or do you see it, so some part of that that uh, resonates, or all of it? I'm, I'm more curious. Yeah, what, what you're saying sounds uh, pretty accurate. I, I don't, at this point, because everything is so fresh to me, I don't know if, you know, I've only been home for eight months now, and the whole time I was gone, it was me, me, me worried about myself in the position that I was in and trying to transition back to caring for another person besides myself after being gone, even though it wasn't that long, but adjusting to myself for 20 months and just protecting me. 
um, I feel also has a little bit to do with, you know, the tension that we have between each other. Um, but what you're saying makes a lot of sense as well. Because that relationship was non-existent, I feel that, yeah, I tend to either need to know it all or, or just push away. So in general, what I call that as, is I call that a coping skill. And, it, and it's, a, it's a clever thing that kids use, and the problem is coping skills are really powerful. And marriage, at least psychologically, marriage is designed to heal childhood injuries. But, but part of the way it does that is it tends to stir them up. So no, no matter who we pick, whatever my button is, if it's I don't want to be overwhelmed, I don't want to be controlled, whatever the thing is, my partner is going to push that, you know, hopefully accidentally. Sometimes I may do it on purpose. Sometimes it will just be innocently. And the idea is I get to now not respond in a way that feels like I should. i got to get out of here. i got to control everything, whatever thing is. And I get to practice other ways. And that healing process is uncomfortable at times. And see, that, that's the paradox. Is that it, it's, it's going to feel out of control, but it's not the same kind of out of control as growing up, but it'll feel like it at times. And so... You know, if we're doing premarital and you're sitting in my office and I'm looking at both of you and I'm pointing to her and looking at you and I'm saying, is this the woman you want to make you overwhelmed? Because she's, she's going to at times. It's just a matter of time. And, and, you know, I don't mean mean and horrible. Is, is this the one you want to scare you? Is this the one you want to make you feel out of control at times? You know, do, do, is this the one you want to go through this journey with? Absolutely, and, yeah. Because you're saying it's going to happen. You know, it's you're going saying, to happen. Yeah, and you're going to get it triggered. Has, it, it has to happen, otherwise, otherwise it doesn't get fixed. I mean, you know, you've yeah. heard of people that go from you know five husbands or or five, you know, just and that's why they keep trying to find the perfect person as opposed to realizing what's really going on in the back of their brain. So the fear that comes up could be debilitating when these if issues you, are pressed. Yeah. Yeah, if it's you know, yes, let's think in terms of someone that gets picked on growing up, mm-hmm. and they they make this promise to themselves, "I'm never going to get picked on." Well, the problem with that is you go into a marriage, you know, and you have that attitude, "I'm never going to get picked on." You know, you're never going to stay married because that that's that's such a belief that has never going to happen again. As opposed to, you know, my wife or my husband, they're going to pick on me. But that's not the same thing as when my dad would beat me up, but it may feel like it. So that we get to redefine what that means and so that it doesn't have a hold on us anymore. But it, but it, but it will feel the same because if, I, if that was my promise, I'm like hypersensitive to it. I, I'm, I made a promise that would never happen, so I overcompensate. You know, I, I overlook for things. And, and that's the, that really is the paradox of it. It's just it's by allowing that person to, quote, you know, quote, take advantage of me or overwhelm me at times so that part of me realizes, oh, they can take advantage of me, but that's not the same thing as what I had growing up. But it feels like it. And, and done enough times, that's how that fear goes away. Hmm. So you don't, you don't just want to run away when somebody like triggers you or something like that. You just you want to try to work through it in a different way is what you're saying. Yes. And like what he says, as long as the person you know, is safe and, and you know, we have some devotion from them, you know, we, don't, we don't want to try to make something bad work, but yes. Yeah. So as far as the uh, communication goes, I want to talk about maybe how his communication skills could improve uh, going into this marriage, because obviously there's going to be times when there's going to be issues. There's going to be things that come up. You know, it's not going to be perfect, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, I understand that. So I want to get your tips for Jason on maybe going into this and also 
what he could do to kind of prevent him going in the same pattern. All right, Bob. While I was in the military, I, uh, I suffered a traumatic brain injury. And the psychologist I've been talking to over the last few years said that the area of my brain that was damaged, you know, I have trouble making the right decisions. He, he kind of put it in, in layman's terms that uh, the area of my brain that was damaged is now as if I was a teenager and you still live your way as a teenager with not making the decisions properly. I'm trying to do everything possible to speak with him and kind of get over this injury, but it's something that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life because um, the damage was done. Um, so I'd like to you know, ask you if you have any insight on how I can try to harness this and move forward. You talking about in a relationship or just in general? Well, it, it in general, but mostly in my relationship, because that, that's okay. that's where the decision making is most pertinent. Okay. So the good news is is that even without a brain injury, everyone's going to have a blind spot in the sense that there are certain areas they just don't see that a spouse is going to point out. So I hear what you're saying with this. This is going to be magnified to some degree. Right. So what I, I would do is in talking with her is give her permission to have some trigger, some signal, and I'm just, I'll make something up. If she, if she touches you on the right arm and says, and says, sweetie, I'm not trying to compete with you, or, or, or sweetie, I'm trying to help you, whatever you come up with, so that when she says that, that you've made a conscious decision, like a promise, that when she does that, you will lower your guard and you will yield, you will yield, you know, to always consider what she wants, because you won't feel like it in the moment. And that's what we're trying to do is get it away from I have to feel it, I, it has to resonate, or you do it based on a promise. One, that'll give her the feeling of some influence over you. And the other is what happens is over enough time of doing that, you know, it, it's, some of it's still the theory, it's called brain elasticity, is about doing that enough times, different parts of your brain, at least according to theory, you know, start to compensate for it and it has a way of shaping. It's like other parts of your brain make up for the parts that are injured. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So we only have two minutes left, Bob. Was there anything else you want to leave Jason with as far as communication tips? Yeah, more, more than anything else is if you know what is it that makes you feel heard, you know, how, you know, how do you feel that, that she gets you, and the same thing with her because most of the time when folks struggle with, with uh, communication, if they don't think the other person understood them. It doesn't matter that they get it. You know, if I don't think they got it, it doesn't matter how well they understood. And, and is that, you know, having it acknowledged? Is that having them look at you a certain way? And, you know, it's not to be silly, but, you know, when we're communicating, it, it's one level of intimacy, and so there's a certain personal preference with this. And so if you think in terms of the times when you feel like she's really listening, and the same with her, what specific things are going on? Is it the way she's looking at you? Is it the word she's using and vice versa? And what happens is you end up creating a cheat sheet, and, it, and it's your customized cheat sheet. And, and as you have that, then we don't have to rely on, you know, I hope someone is intuitively on today. Or, I, you know, I told them once three months ago they should know. You know, we don't leave it to chance like that. Okay. You know, we, we've, we've, we've built something. Well, I thank you so much for coming on. I wish we could have you on longer. Bob, we got to wrap up the show. Is there anything you want to say to our audience about how to get in touch with you or any of your products you want to plug? I appreciate you. If you'll go to relationshipheadquarters.com, 
there's free reports and insights for women and relationships, and we would love to have you visit. It's always a pleasure to be here, Marissa. Thank you so much for coming on, and I'll be in touch, Bob. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Jason, for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. This goes by fast, doesn't it? It does. Very fast. I hope we can have you come back on again at some point to let us know how you're doing. Yeah. And Del, you'll be on next week, so I'm not letting you go too soon. Absolutely. And if you want to see Jason in the meantime, you can go down and visit him at Barb's Harley Davidson. (laughs) Best motorcycle salesperson ever met. Thanks, Thanks, Del. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in every Saturday, 3 o'clock to Intuitate Radio. Go to ConnectionBeyond.com if you wanted to uh, get in touch with me, and we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.